When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there and welcome to episode 96 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Brown, the man who can't even find perfection in a dictionary. And his dictionary is actually a copy of Run, Spot, Run from 1984. Alex, was that you? Probably. And the man who's perfected the hunt, Dr. Alex Connor, and of course the perfectly imperfect Mrs. ADHD. Alex, hi. Not even the book Run, Spot, Run though, is it really, James? You've just done a picture of a dog and you've written the word spot next to it. You've written the word pot next to it hello <laughs> i mean that's that's actually not incorrect to be fair um and mrs adhd hi hi short and sweet as usual how are you both mrs adhd first knackered i'm knackered mm. i'm really really tired yeah. last night i just shut down i didn't yeah. even know that could happen and I had to get upstairs quickly because everything was just shutting down. And But I slept like the dead until five. So yeah. that was really good. I don't normally sleep. Yeah, um, don't, don't, we all just, don't we all just shut down when, you know, our batteries run out and so on? Bitty, bitty, bitty. No, not normally. I don't, my batteries don't run out normally. I just keep going. What, what did I miss? Yeah. Oh, no, no, Alex, it is... <laughs> Yeah, no, her brain never switches off, does it, Sam? Um, yeah. <coughs> Alex, Alex, how are you? I'm excellent, thank you, James and Sam. We are rapidly approaching 100 episodes. That was a corporate reminder that we might do something. <laughs> and we've got, obviously, silly listener numbers. Don't understand it. Ironically, for an episode about perfectionism, our listener base really has got a low bar for podcast standards, <laughs> one of whom sent us a letter. We oh, here we are. Cases. We never do in this point. No, we don't. don't no. about we it. never do. It doesn't happen. That's, never that's, have. It's part it's of nearly the, 96 yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, carry on. That's okay. Well done. Again, almost perfectly planting yourself in the path of what would have been a response to Alex's comment and just going off like a joke, IED. Anyway, this is this clearly it's going to be something to do with a vampire, a family member, a vampire family member, a vampire family member, etc. So just crack on out. That's right, James. Yes, it's from a Robert from Kidderminster somehow. It says, <laughs> I listened to your episode on metacognition problems. Is that why James still hasn't completed his homemade Rubik's Cube, even though it's just a dice he coloured in? Or is that something else? That's something else, Robert. Thank you very much. That's, it's, it's, <laughs> That's it's something, something else. else. Yeah. I don't know why that cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's something else. We've had a real letter. I'm going to read that one. Can I read it out? Please, yeah. Thank like you. It's from Nat Bags. Not a real name. Might be. Don't know. It says, I'm, I don't know who put this one in, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll be able to guess. Very, very happy to say, after a chat with Mrs. ADHD at one of the talks, 
James, just the talks. Over a just year of talks. procrastination, fear and worry, I talked to my GP today. I followed the advice in the podcast in episode 90 and took in the wording from the ADHD Adult UK pages. My doctor was amazing and happy to refer to a Psychiatry UK and do a shared care if needed. That is good. I was shaking mm. like a shitting know, dog. Ice, chocolate ice cream puppy. Shitting dog. Shitting dog. <laughs> but came, that was emoji related joke. But came out feeling, do people say emojis or emoticons? I don't know. But came yeah, out feeling massively fun. relieved. I don't know. Can't thank the podcast enough for getting me through and to this point, life changing. And then some hands, and then a whistly, <laughs> a whistly, blowing a kiss. Blowing, blowing, blowing a kiss. I just, I, yeah, I'd just like to point out obviously, Mrs. ADHD showed that she does have some editorial control, but clearly picking a message that says she's dead ace there. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, snapbags. I'm so glad you did yeah, it. Yeah, I am as well. Yeah. Right. Internationally, James, <laughs> thanks for asking. Well, we are <laughs> up by one country to 151 countries. Unbelievable. I mean, literally unbelievable. This week's country is almost certainly not the Isle of Man, which is a country probably where some people, it says here, speak Manx Gaelic. So, mockery me and felt are you? To the person who stayed logged into Amazon Prime in an Airbnb in the Isle of Man and let someone listen to shit podcasts in order to mess with their Spotify algorithm. Thank you. Amazing. That was our and we are almost certainly going to get people people uh, telling us how perfect it was. Um, thanks for that. As usual, this person that stands three feet away from their shopping trolley, which is in the middle of the aisle while they read the small print on a packet of Smash. Of the oh, podcast. I need Smash. It's a tragedy in three. <clears throat> it's a tragedy in three parts. We used theme. Last week was about 88. I need smash. Last week was well, about 88. Well, I made pie and mash last night, but I had no mash, and it made me cry because I thought about Bobber because we used to have pie and mash together. But I had no smash. We did, but... <laughs> we did. Robert, Robert used to love uh, a bit of pie and mash. Um, I don't know where I am now or, or sorry, what I'm doing. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, that's fine. There's three parts. We did an episode last week. This might be ADHD, but all I can think about now is those robots on the Smash advert Eee-hoo. and what they used to say. What what did they say? Heinz means beans. Biddy, 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 Alex, because you're related to them. Smash. Smash. What did they say? <laughs> That's smashing? Yeah, probably. If we can get on with the actual podcast. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sorry. really want to know now, though. Should we I, I, play it? I, no. Okay, no. carry on. Sorry. Maybe, maybe not now. Ironically, the topic we'll focus on this week is perfection, which is something this podcast has never, ever been associated with in its history. Three parts, as usual, include flagrantly awful evidence-based information delivered in language only feudal lords can understand by your own Alex the Psycho education monkey. Our personal reflections on perfectionism and what's more from the original top tips via a gentle spunk trumpet into now apparently dusky full planking. We've clearly run out of ideas for this podcast. So, Alex, if you could just try and be 10% less imperfect than usual, please. To yourself, James. Um, 
Right. So perfectionism, it may seem odd to think about people with ADHD who can, even according to the diagnostic criteria, make careless mistakes or lack attention to detail as a group for whom perfectionism is a problem. But we're doing a podcast on it, so that should immediately make you think either it is an issue or we've run out of ideas to cover. I thought, James, I might give a definition that might actually be useful, might be helpful. So people might assume they know what perfectionism is without like considering it. I think we did, so we looked it up. Perfectionism is a personality trait, and it's characterized by setting very high standards for yourself, striving for flawlessness, and self-criticism or self-critical tendencies. Clearly, perfectionism has been linked to lots of other psychiatric conditions, obsessive compulsive disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, GAD, social anxiety disorder, SAD, depression and eating disorders, amongst others. But weirdly, it's not always a negative. More often than not, it is, but not always. Perfectionism in some people, probably privileged people, has also been linked to positive outcomes depending on how you define success, such as high achievement, self-efficacy, that's the belief you can succeed, and even adaptive coping. So what this means, and this is only a model, and all models are only as good as <laughs> as Alex's dress sense, it says here. Uh, <laughs> that's not what we wrote originally. There may be two manifestations of perfectionism. Adaptive, good, and maladaptive. Uh, which is French for bad. Within these two types of perfectionism, it's been proposed that six areas of perfectionism exist. And ready for a boring list? I think you are. The good adaptive ones are high personal standards and organisation. The bad maladaptive ones, maladaptive, are concern over mistakes, doubts over your actions, parental concerns, and parental expectations. And... James, I'll get to the blooming ADHD, bub. All right, looking at those, I can't do it anymore. I'm so sorry, Birmingham. I love you more than any other city. If you have ADHD and you look at those lists, I mean, which one speaks to you, really? Let's face it, it's not most of the time going to be the first one, the high personal standards of organization. I mean, is a bit with all of us, obviously, sometimes, but you know, it's the other one. It's the thing. Previously, impulsivity, which the majority of adults with ADHD, if not all of them, may have issues with, and perfectionism have been considered opposite ends of the spectrum. That is out of control and too much control. But more recent research has shown that these traits can and do coexist, especially in areas associated with ADHD. For example, impulsive eating. Even more recent research showed, and this is a massive statement, perfectionism seems to be the most common cognitive distortion seen in ADHD. What does cognitive distortion mean, sorry? No, that's an excellent question, Sam. It's so much better than any of the questions that fake Professor James could ask. <laughs> cognitive meaning thinking and distortion meaning a bit like deficit, but doesn't work properly. Maladaptive thoughts, bad thoughts, or wrong, not bad in, in the negative way, but bad as in um, unhelpful. So, or, for example, misinterpretations of events that negatively affect us, our emotions, or how we do things. If you think of cognitive distortions as, as internal mental filters, 
that take a shortcut so we don't have to think all the time, because that's a heavy energy burden to think. So we have these shortcuts in our brains. What have I always done? What should I do? Like without having to actually think about it. But the problem with those shortcuts is they take us to biased thoughts and those increase negative mu mu mood, sorry, they fuel anxiety and they can make us self-loathe, which I know James struggles with, which is strange because I loathe him enough for all of us. <laughs> this is cognitive distortions. I like how we can make jokes about probably one of the most serious topics of ADHD. Cognitive, yeah. cognitive distortions. We're found to be associated with depression and avoidant coping style in, in one study of adults with ADHD. Remember that avoidant coping styles. Um, not not doing the things you want to do or being in society when you want to. The thing, exactly what I do. And perfectionism, whilst the research is still somewhat lacking because it's about ADHD and it's all fucking lacking, perfectionism seems to be top of the list. Can I just say, if anyone can hear what sounds like somebody's slowly masturbating, it's actually sound squeezing a stress ball, which has got um, little uh, gel balls I'm inside. I'm so sorry. I'm ticking loads at the minute, and I was really conscious that the tick I've got at the minute would be really loud over the microphone. I don't want to do it now because it'll start me off, it, but it, I was doing it loads and loads. It's the one. No. Is the tick just masturbating? That was just gas. Uh, <laughs> no, and that's a separate thing too. So sometimes if I take myself to my place and squeeze my ball, it can stop. I, can't hear. I like that none of us bother doing a ding for that one. What is the tick, Sam? Are we allowed yeah. to ask? Um, I don't want to do it because it'll start me off. Oh, and okay. at the yeah. minute, they're getting really, really, really um, frequent and... Um, disturbing me a lot they're upsetting me a lot at the minute so i don't want to do it it is sucking the air through my teeth i kind of bite onto my tongue and push the air in and out of my front teeth okay and so we'll stop talking about it because so we know about that neurodiversity and talking about Tourette's can lead to Tourette's people being more Tourette's right i haven't got Tourette's no i know but it's no but they're inextricably linked aren't they adhd and Tourette's I thought I had another thing then. Right, <clears throat> no. no but the um, next line isn't green though, Sam. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what does perfectionism look like in ADHD? I can't even imagine being perfect. Who put that in there? <laughs> that would be me. It was your actual I husband. mean, I can't, but thanks. He can that in your voice. <laughs> um, so perfectionism often manifests itself in procrastination. We, we procrastinate, like, how do I get started or how do I get finished? Because maybe things aren't exactly right or I, we think we can't do a task perfectly and therefore we don't start it or don't finish it. So for some, perfectionism stops us from doing things in general. For others, it might be a coping strategy, it actually works or will be a really, really fucking dreadful one in terms of mental health. This is... James and I always go on in coaching about internal success and external success. Perfectionism for internal success may be less good compared to external. The stress and pressure you put on yourself to meet this impossible standard can become a substitute for, you know, the lack of a functional reward pathway 
dopamine mainly, other neurotransmitters are available. And that would be the normal source of motivation in many non-ADHD brains. All of this really can stem from low self-esteem, negative experiences we've had, rejection sensitivity, all of that good stuff. Lastly, the great irony of this is that if we do do something perfectly, we often don't know or we can't accept the praise for doing it. I've actually, I've, I've written the usual kind of insult, but I think that was actually really good for once. You cock. I've got to add insult. Yeah, you've got to add that. Um, I, I think a lot of people are going to recognise a, a lot of that, particularly the people I've spoken to recently who've said I have to do, I do have to do something six or seven times because every time I do it, I'm like, no, no, I can, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. And what I often say to them is, do you think your work colleagues do that? Or do you think they just do it and send it in and it's fine? But we can't, we often can't because of that fear that, no, we've got to be, got to be perfect. It's got to be absolute correct. So I think that was spot on. Well done, mate. Right. We will take a break. Back in part two for personal reflections on perfectionism. See you then. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Welcome back to episode 96 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we're talking about ADHD and perfectionism. This is part two, where we're talking about our own personal reflections on the theme. James, what are your personal reflections and why are you both fucking laughing at me? Well, guys, I can't say what it's I said amazing. immediately before. What? Immediately before you said, welcome back. I just thought, do you remember, don't say the name, don't say the name, but do you remember when we Googled we, what's the best bear? Me, you, Franny, and Claire. Yes. Do you, do you remember the name of the bear? We don't say it. Yes. Do you remember the name of the bear? We agreed yes. was the best bear. I said that, and then you immediately yeah. said, "Welcome back to Balance Series." It's going to be why we do a it. countdown. Okay. Shall I do that again? No, no, it's fine. No, no it's fine. I it's think fine. we leave this bit. We'll we'll, we'll, yeah, exactly. We'll I it's think just there's me a delay on me. It might be. Yeah. Don't matter, um, does it? Okay. Did, did you, I can't remember if you, I was laughing so hard. I can't remember if you, if you asked me for my personal reflections. I did, yes. Yeah. Okay. So perfectionism. Interestingly, um, I didn't know this was the thing with me until we did the live event. And I talked a bit about this, I think, on last Thursday. And it had to be perfect in my head. The whole build up, the hours that I put into planning the, the minutiae. I even produced a PowerPoint slide of what the stage is going to look like, having not seen the stage. So I was setting myself up for failure because I'd drawn these three seats, these three tablet stands, and it would be me here and, and Mrs. ADHD there and Alex there and the screen behind. <laughs> Shut up, Siri. It's going to be, you know, absolutely, it's going to be like that. And we, <clears throat> we bought a wireless mic headset sound system after checking it. That's going to be fine. And then obviously we got there and nothing worked. No. This and it cost so much work. money. So, it, it did, and Sessions had done all this incredible work for the transitions, musical transitions, and we couldn't get that to work. And then there was the panic of, oh, God, it, I, I have to protect him. So I was running up and trying my best to help with that. And in the end, I don't want to criticise the venue. It's a lovely venue, but, uh, you know, all sea talks. But there were, there were miscommunications about how high the volume was turned on. Let's put it that way. And then obviously, as I said last week, I, I knew it hadn't quite sold out and lots of people have actually said on discord which is wonderful you know i'm sorry I, I didn't go because i forgot and therefore my seat was empty and i didn't i don't want to feel bad and i get that it's not it's not that there were empty seats it's that i know it hadn't sold out and in my head 
that just meant failure. But I had set myself up for an unrealistic target, something I couldn't control. I can't control the number of people that buy tickets to something. Even if I promote it, I can't control how technology works. And therefore, that unrealistic expectation that it has to be this way, and I can't, we talk about spheres of influence, control what you can control, influence what you can influence, and everything that's outside of that, let it go. And I just fucking binned all that and thought I could control the universe, and therefore it would be perfect. But the interesting thing is, I don't say many interesting things. It gave me a chance to reflect over the past. And I realize now that I have, largely through RSD and imposter syndrome and low self-esteem, often had a perfectionist angle to doing stuff, particularly in academia. Alan, you'll, re you'll recognize this, that when you're writing a grant, which you know is not going to get funded, you know it's going to get rejected. When you're writing a paper, and you're putting it into the highest impact journal you can find first, you know it's going to get rejected, apart from that rubbish one you've got in cell, whatever it is, I don't know. Um, rejected 3,000 times. <laughs> exactly. But you still try and make it perfect. You know, papers that get published often, before you submit it, it'll be on version 27 or 35, and particularly if there's multiple authors. But even before I sent it out, when I wrote grants, when I did anything like, earlier earlier on as a lecture it had i would go through something so many times and practice it because the fear of it not being perfect and the fear of the impact on my, my mental health was massive but the ironic thing is i damaged my mental health through perfectionism through the fear and the internal self-loathing and the extra workload of doing something six times instead of doing it once and it being good enough so it was largely driven by rsd and i've looked back since live podcast event and there's, there's 20 years of of, of not being perfect, but using perfectionism as a mechanism to just try and not be criticised, if that makes sense. What about you, Al? I thought we were coming to Sam. That's exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this has been, this is one of my big ones, I think. It's always has been. And it's, yeah. Um, I, I overcommit to things. I, I Obviously, I'm... I'm we always talk about that I'm like further along in the old ADH journey and and I do have this a lot better now than I used to. I mean, it's a bad time to ask because I'm feeling a bit shit about myself this week for not doing everything that I said I'd do and not being able to prioritise. And that's a part of it, isn't it? Is if you want to be perfect about 10 things and three of them are fundamental and seven aren't and you've got ADHD, you don't actually know, well, you know which ones to do, but your brain doesn't always do them in order. And that's a huge issue for me as well. Like you, James, control over everything. Can't, trying to control everything. What what I did was, you know, after being very sad, trigger warning clacks on, like super sad. I reinvent myself. Yeah, it was it was lovely up there. Isn't it? <laughs> I I had to reinvent myself as someone for whom it didn't matter. I I I know I talked about this with you too, but I haven't really. In the in the wider world, I, you know, I, as you well know, I, I sort of pretend I died that day, and and that's part of that is perfectionism that actually none of this now matters, none of my projects now matter because this is extra, it's extra time for me, and that really helps. What I learnt was this: there are perfect projects, you can do things perfectly, and there are finished projects, but there aren't both. They can't be both. And so if you think, if you're thinking perfect, you're thinking it will, it will never get done. There's no, there's no such thing. The word is 
what's called the nominative word, like uh, good or clean. The, these words don't have meaning. They have subjective meaning. So what you, you can only have, failure, if you're aiming to be perfect, is literally the only way. And so we have to remove the idea that we have to define success in a different way, or I do. And and the, the only thing I could do was was ask myself if if I was peaceful in my wildness, James. So I bought you a leather bracelet yesterday from a shop that says "Be Wild" on it. It's like a metal tag with "Be Wild" on it. I'm gonna have to wear it as well. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, it's still a problem, and it I think it always will be. What I will say is meditation really helps. Obviously, not sat in forty minutes on a bed if you can't do that with your, you know, going on with your finger, middle finger touching your thumb. But you can meditate for thirty seconds when you're filling up the car with petrol, or, or Sam's always up and down that pole, which might be a good time for her to meditate. <laughs> um, that can really help because because reminder, meditation isn't about not being distracted. Distraction is the point of meditation. So the distractions usually tell you which bit of the perfectionism are bothering you and which bit you have to deal with and which bit you don't. Oh, God, that was boring. Sam, what about you? Perfectionism? Yeah, I struggle with this a lot. Um, like you were both saying, I, I need to control everything because it's I really want it to be perfect. And I think that if I lie awake all night planning things that are going to go that are going to happen and and I work it all out in advance and and I, I think that it's going to be perfect but then if if something one little thing doesn't go right then it can throw me off because I think the whole thing is going to be ruined and 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 like you were saying James about doing things over and over again I do things over and over and over and over and over and over again because they're not right especially for work and then eventually I've taken so long to do a simple task for work that it's it's way overdue and then I have to just send it in and then I get massive RSD because I think that they're gonna they're gonna hate it and I presume they're gonna hate it and then it cripples me and then when they get back in touch to say that they love it I just presume that they're doing that thing that normal people do when they lie just to be polite um I, I, oh my god that's why I can't take a compliment because normal people lie all the time just to be polite and so I just presume that they're doing that and you make me say thank you to them anyway sometimes I've taken so long to do a thing that by the time I go to hand it over I can't bear to check it through before I, I, I send it off so then I've paid attention to one particular element, which is what I do, but I haven't paid attention to lots of other details. And then when the errors are pointed out, I just want to die. And, and that's a real problem for me. I get perfectionism over little, little tiny details rather than the bigger picture. So, so if I'm cleaning, I'll concentrate on one specific little area. Like I want, I might want to make sure that all the blinds are spotless and all the windows are spotless. But in the meantime, I haven't tidied or cleaned the rest of the house and we've got people coming to stay and I haven't even made the bed up, but the blinds and the windows are absolutely spotless. And that's what I tend to do is focus on little tiny details and perfect them. Yes, Al. Really? No, you don't draw attention to the hand. I mean, it's not, it's episode 96 for the love of Christ. Well, Sam, how often do you think that that element of the tiny detail and the focusing is hyper-focused ADHD and how often autism or have you got no fucking clue whatsoever? I don't know what anything is. Have you met me? 
Yeah, that's a good point. And <laughs> um, what what do you think, James? Do you do you do that? Or do you think that that's more the autism side of things? It, it, again, it's difficult sometimes to disentangle them. I, it's really not difficult. something I do. I I am, as you said yesterday, I am not a a small detail thinker. I'm a big picture thinker. You are not. You are come, a big come, come up with a big idea and pass it on to somebody else to, do, to handle the detail stuff. So, so for me, if it's perfectionism, it's about normally an, an idea or a project on its grand scale and not the granular detail. I, I hate to do this. This physically hurts me. But you've just described that big thinker thing in the most negative way possible. That isn't right. <laughs> What you can do is step back and look at a project that's ongoing and see whether it's the right path, the right view, the right overview. That that that's what that means. It doesn't mean oh, I just I just go oh why don't we build a spaceship and leave it to Elon? <laughs> <laughs> slightly more than that. What you do, <laughs> fucking idiot. It's not metacognition, James. Don't make me do this. Don't make me say nice things. We are we have a lot of feedback, don't we? In in when we do James's little talks that. People go, oh, but isn't that just autism? And, and we get that a lot, partly because it often is, because so many of us are, and partly because it's notoriously difficult to spot the difference. It, it, it is. You'll be glad to know it's going to be a short game this week, Alex. It won't take long, but we are going to do a game of what, what's James Happy lost, no lost game. this week. If you're oh, well, shit, kind of is. <laughs> if you're watching or listening to this, Dave, um, you just realised this. <laughs> Sam's just remembered it's your birthday. <laughs> Out loud. So, and obviously, yeah, by um, obviously by definition, so have I. Um, so again, as usual, it's three options. Pick the one that you think fits best. Um, so this week, <clears throat> have I a forgotten to write the game? B forgotten to write the game, or or C not written the game. Due to forgetfulness. Mm. Yeah. Um. I think, bearing in mind that I saw you on uh, Google Documents writing the script three minutes before we started recording, <laughs> I'm going to say B, forgotten to write the game, but I, I'm wavering on A and C. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one, Alex. It's close enough, I think, to, to the real answer, and that means... It's eight, seven. I can't Eight, eight, well, I mean, that's that's the opposite of a hospital pass. It's the opposite of a hospital pass. It is, yeah, pass. it is. Yeah, it's, it's the kindest pass you can, <laughs> you can give someone. Any, Sam, anyway. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. No, it's you know, hospital pass was your absolute keyword. <laughs> <laughs> Only editorial thing you had. In the scene, apart from putting in a fucking letter of praising yourself, was the hospital pass thing. And then what looking at you, looking up mean? into the. Which is you not even telling. None of your goddamn business. Yeah. Um, well done, Sam, for um, actually self IEDing then, didn't yeah, you? Something unusual. that you fucking wanted to bring. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hospital passes when you're in football, when you give a bad pass to somebody and they're clearly going to get injured because you passed it too short and they've now got to challenge somebody. So if we give a difficult question to each other, we call it a hospital pass. I literally thought it meant the complete opposite. I thought hospital pass was like a get out of free jail card. 
get out of jail free card where you're giving somebody a pass to get out of something. I thought that's what you two were on about when you said, oh, that's a hospital pass. I thought it was like, oh, they've given me a hall card to go to the toilet or something. Why would you want to go to hospital? That's a bad thing. Well, like a day off work. Like I don't know. It gets you out of something. That's what like I thought it note. meant. Yes, that's what I thought it meant, like a sick note. But it means what? That it's a bad pass. I don't do football. Yeah, I don't know it, what yeah. that means. It's lost on me. Can we explain it in the break? Yeah, please. Yeah, we will do. We'll, we'll, we'll do that in the break and we'll come back in part three for whatever it is, something to do with masturbating. See you in a bit. Bye. Yeah. Welcome back yeah. to episode 96 of the ADHD <laughs> Adults podcast. This is part three, where we are talking perfectionism and ADHD. <laughs> As always in this part, we do personal reflections on perfectionism, where typically James would steal a quote that I've, uh, you know, either invented or adapted and then pass it off as his own. James, any personal reflections? I mean, top tips, what are we doing? <laughs> Top, we're doing we're spunk trumpeting top tips. Have I stolen oh, yeah. something of yours? Have I stolen something of yours? I mean, I've done that in the past, obviously, and you've clearly done that to me. Too. I, I anyway, loads of times. Anyway, also by the way, Alex, thank you for saying the, the same phrase immediately before we started that I said immediately before part two, and thus making it hard for me to edit this. It's much appreciated. Mm. Okay, this is the phrase that lots of people have heard, and probably Alex will say that you made up. I don't know that perfection is the enemy of progress. And I think you'll probably all understand that even if you have perfectionist tendencies because getting something done, believe me, getting something done, again, if you think about the work that your colleagues do, that your friends do, they often just finish a task and put it in without worry about is it perfect because they know perfection perfection's impossible. There's no such thing as perfect. Nothing is perfect. Everything is flawed. And therefore striving for something to be perfection perfection perfect is going to stop you from getting something done either entirely or getting something done in a timely fashion doing something well is better than not doing something or doing something so late because it's not perfect that it's not timely so ask yourself that question do other people worry if it's perfect look at other people's efforts i guarantee that you'll see mistakes or things that they've missed or, or identify things that you think, I'd do that differently. And sometimes that might be enough to help you at least realise that, I guess sometimes this is driven by us not wanting to be lesser, but you don't have to be more. You really don't. You know, just getting something done is enough. If your perfection is driven by negative thoughts, as usual, we've talked about this before, counter that with positive facts about yourself, of successes you've had in the past, of things you've done that have received good praise have them even printed out next to you when somebody said thanks for doing that it's brilliant or that was a great job because that will remind you that actually you do do good things whether it's work or home based and they don't have to be perfect you don't have to be perfect perfection doesn't exist remember that we're talking i hate these wanky acronyms but they are useful in coaching we often talk about smart goals you know specific measurable achievable realistic and um, you know, time constrained or timely and you know the a and the r in that achievable and realistic you know is it realistic to expect <coughs> is it achievable to be perfect probably isn't and therefore 
a key tip is under promise and over deliver. So if, yes. you, if you lay Love yourself that. the foundation, if you lay yourself the foundation of doing something that you know you can do better than, then whatever you do will be received well. Sam, have you got anything? Not much. <clears throat> it's not something I'm good at dealing with, so I haven't really got any tips. The only thing I'd say I try and do is just, and it's really hard because sometimes I can't do this. I literally literally can't but if you can just step away from it whatever you're doing and have a look at it later or the next day if you can when you've got some distance from it just in case you've been obsessing over one tiny detail and not the bigger picture and sometimes <coughs> sorry sometimes um yeah, sometimes coming back to it can make you see the bigger picture and make you see whether you've missed out on anything. And also sometimes coming back to it can make you see that it's not actually that shit. If you give it a bit of time, you can look at it more objectively and think, actually, that's not too bad. What about you, Alex? Oh, can I ask a question from a coaching perspective? Because you said you mm. literally can't do it. Can I ask, have you ever managed to step away from mm. anything? Sometimes if I have to go to bed because I've been yeah. working until quite late and, and I need to, to go to bed and I haven't got to hand it into, until the next day, sometimes yeah. going to sleep and then waking up the next day and looking at it can help a bit. <clears throat> so what I'm getting at is, is because with all these tips, there is a how in there, how to step away. And there are ways to do that. And it's personal. So you have to ask yourself these questions. One has to. Um, how can I step away would be the question. What? When have I stepped away in the past? So when you, for example, you just said to go to bed, but you still have to tell yourself to go to bed, don't you? You've got to choose an action that is leave and go. In this case, go to bed. So how do you persuade yourself to leave and go to bed? What do you say? Um, I don't. I don't persuade myself. My my my. I get so tired that I can't carry on working, and so I have to go to bed because I start okay. crying normally. And normally when I start crying, that's an indicator for me that it's probably my bedtime or I need to eat. Wow. It's like, a, it's it's like a really bad alarm clock, really, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah, like a weepy <laughs> alarm clock. <laughs> that is, yeah. You could probably sell them to a certain type of clientele. <laughs> oh, it's bedtime. <laughs> Sam's crying again. Yeah. <laughs> I've just Alex, seen what James Alex, is doing. So, yeah. <laughs> what are your top tips, Alex? <laughs> As I always say. It's important to under-promise and over-deliver. James has written the C word under the script where I've just written that. Um, I don't, I've never said that before, James, but I've bloody loved it. I also feel I absolutely have to admit that I thought James was going to do a different quote at the start, and now I've accidentally suggested that that famous Winston Churchill quote was mine. <laughs> which the one about perfection is the enemy of progress. That wasn't, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Annoying. Okay, so my top... Typical top spunk trumpet ranking is that you have to redefine what perfect means and redefine what goals are for you. If you've got ADHD, I think this is honestly fundamental to every single one of us or everyone I've ever met because perfect isn't a thing. And goals tend to be things we think need to be done rather than what actually needs to be done for our own internal success, which leads to the next one, which is redefine success. That has to be achievable. 
and it has to be achievable by the real you, not some fake imagining of who you should be. And it has to be based on your actual values that are good for sorry, you. Not I, on, sorry. Yep. No, no, go. Can I just stop? Sam, you look really distressed and I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit. <laughs> okay. We can pause sorry. and we can restart again. No, no, don't, don't apologise, mate, but you, you, you genuinely do. I, I can't have, I don't want yeah. that going out if you're not uncomfortable. No, yeah. It, it, it does do you want, like should we take stress. a pause? So sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay, mate, no, it's, it's okay, it's okay. Is there, is Was there, it because is there of this or? Yeah. No, no, sorry. I'm taking a is lot this? and it's... Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, it must be. But I don't need you to cut this out because it might help people. Okay. Well, we'll leave, if you're okay, we'll... I'm okay now. Carry on. Okay. Sorry. Um, We probably should edit out where I said Winston Churchill's quote was mine. (laughs) (laughs) More, not more importantly, equally as importantly. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'm going to give my last top tip. So, you know, so I don't have to look at Sam. Um, Let's redefining perfect as one of James's smart actions instead. So I will get this perfectly finished. It's different to, I will send 300 words without um, without a, a red squiggly line from on the Word document, rather than saying without spelling mistakes, without a red squiggly line is achievable, without spelling mistakes isn't really. So re- redefining things that are actually achievable by the real you, based on your values. If you don't know what your values are, because we struggle with that shit, Ask someone else to help you figure it out, what those are. If you haven't got a coach, ask someone to just check with you what you've done in the past and what you liked and why. That's a really good way to do it. Last thing, thoughts and facts are not the same thing. So if you're saying to yourself, oh, well, this has to be done, this has to be done, just check in with yourself. Say this phrase, how do I know that's true? What do I mean by has to be done? What happens if it isn't? What what does have to? And what actually do I? It's just a thought that I'm having because they're they're almost always not the same thing. And usually has to is about two or three things, and the other thousand are ideally. And you know, as I always say, perfection is the enemy of progress. <laughs> I think that's the best joke you've done in 96 episodes. Oh, I honestly do. Thank you. <laughs> Right, okay. Um, Product recommendation of the week. We've got one, guys. We've got one. Um, If you if you Google this, there's actually a worksheet called Identifying Perfectionist Triggers, and it can help. Googling what is the best bear. If you Google what's the best bear, you might you may find out why we were laughing so hard very inappropriately before parts two and three started. Mm. Um, but using this worksheet, you can ident- identify situations in work or the home that can trigger your perfectionism, and you can write down a little bit like CBT the kind of thoughts you've got about why it has to be perfect or does it have to be perfect or how good it needs to be, and sometimes that can help you if it's a problem. Right, we're gonna we're gonna cut it there. That was episode ninety six of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we talked about ADHD and perfectionism. If by a miracle you enjoyed this episode, then why not support the charity on the link provided? Because otherwise, Alex will have to license his head for chopper chops. And remember, Alex stole this reference at the start of the last Thursday episode. Um, he's gonna have to license his head for chopper chops to make random lollipops in the future. Thanks for Alex for once being a joke IED. 
if you want to get in touch, obviously you can contact us on the socials or through Discord. See you soon. Discard? Discard. Oh fuck, I've done another one. I've done another one. <laughs> Discard. We've got we've got another one in the box. <laughs> Bye all. Bye. <laughs>